What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Guys, it's Bang and Ang. We are the Mouthy Michigander Sports. I'm on a ride. Oh no! There you go. You did the same thing last uh, Outlaws and Guns episode, by the way. Oh no! So come on, try to mix it up a little bit there, pal. But yes, Outlaws Gunslingers, as you know from the beginning of this uh, episode, where you heard the. Yes. Last week we had a two for one, Virginia City, Nevada, and Bodie, Idaho. This week, are you still doing the uh, music in the background very lately? No, you're an idiot. That no. was great. It was terrible. That was not. It was terrible. You're a fucking piece of shit. It was terrible. You're an idiot. That was <laughs> probably one of the best episodes. It's terrible. With the music in the back, you can barely hear it. It's terrible. You're an idiot. It's terrible. You're an idiot. Takes away from the. Does take away from nothing because you can barely fucking hear it. No, you could. You're an idiot. Trust me, you could. Um, yeah. <sighs> Two cities last week. Today we will go back to today. None. <laughs> <laughs> no cities. Well, there'll be cities involved, just not specifically about a city. It is all all about one of the most probably. I put on for a city for a city. <laughs> this I put on probably the most famous gunslinger in history. I would say. Well, Probably the most portrayed well, gunslinger in well, movie and no. TV history. I say Jesse. Besides got, Wyatt Earp. Jesse got him beat too. No. Billy Kidd ain't a lot. Jesse's mm. more than Billy. I doubt it. Mm. Um, Jesse James or Wyatt Earp didn't have a whole page dedicated to him just of movies and shows that were made about him. This guy did. This whole guy. separate page you had to click. You gotta click. Mm. You gotta click specific yeah. pages. Well, if you haven't already heard, it's been spoiled by Danglang over here. <laughs> <laughs> Billy the Kid, all about fucking this episode. Henry McCarter, better better known as Billy the Kid, was also also went by the pseudonym William H. Bonnie. He was born to Bonnie. parents of Irish Catholic ancestry in New York City. His parents' names are not known for certain, but his mother was ta- thought to be Catherine, and his father maybe Patrick. Right. His we birth year has been confirmed as 1859, though the exact date of his birth has been disputed as either September 17th or November 23rd so, of that year. Anywhere month. We don't know. A letter from an official of St. Peter's Church in Manhattan states it is in possession of records showing McCarty was baptized there on September 28th, 1859. And so he was born... He was born in 1859, so he was baptized so, there. So he had to have been September 17th then, So it, if he was baptized September 28th. If it was baptized September 28th, why would they even say, or November 23rd? 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing that happened afterwards. Census records indicate his younger brother, Joseph, was born in 1863, though. Okay. So we at least know he was born before 1863, right? Right. 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 All right. Uh, following the death of her husband, Patrick, uh, sometime just after the Civil War, Catherine McCarty and her sons moved to Indianapolis, Indiana, where she met William Henry Harrison. Mm. Always these fucking... Can we just go by our first, middle, and actually, last names? Actually, his name was William Henry Harrison Antrim. <laughs> oh, shit. I added a fourth one on there. <laughs> At about the same time, Billy's mother contracted tuberculosis. Oh, oh, oh damn. As they did. Mm. As they tended to I, do. I hope him and uh, uh, Doc were friends. Her and Doc. TB friends. Her and Doc. Yeah, her and Doc were TB friends. Uh, and her mama, too. His mama. Doc's mama. Yeah, well, she died. Uh, and was told to <laughs> move to drier climate. Yeah. Just like Doc. They're like, hey, listen, you want to live, you got to go down south. No, it's not you want to live. You want to extend your life a little bit right. and maybe live a little bit comfortably. A little bit longer, right? All right. Well, the McCarty family moved with Antrim to Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. In 1970. Wichita, after moving, Wichita is a pretty fucking famous place, dude. Wichita it literally is shows up in every story that Kansas, we do. Kansas, yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is great. 1970, uh, 1870. Kansas, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> 1870, hey, 1970. There we go. Kansas 20. in 18... That should have been... I hope that was their slogan in 1970. Kansas, Kansas in 1870. 1970. Anytime. <laughs> now. In future. Uh, it would be like the WWE slogan. Then, now, forever. Then, now, forever. 1870 then. 1970 then. There's a lot of thens. Then... 20 now. There's some shit, right? All right. Okay, after moving again a few weeks later, Catherine married Antrim on the 1st of March. A few years later, not weeks. Yes. Uh, on the 1st of March in 1873, they married at the First Presbyterian Church in Santa Fe, New Mexico Territory. Hmm. Uh, McCarty and his brother Even Joseph. The states have three names. What the right. fuck? McCarty and his brother Joseph were the witnesses to the ceremony. Shortly afterward, the family moved from Santa Fe to Silver City, mm. New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And Joseph McCarty began using the name Joseph Antrim. Damn, he took a stepdaddy's name. That's great. His stepfather worked as a bartender and a carpenter, but soon got the prospecting bug and, and uh, virtually ignored his wife and stepson. He's, He's like, like, I got, I'm going looking for gold, gold, woman. I got the gold fever, baby. I'll be back <laughs> sooner or later. <laughs> Uh, where's daddy? I don't know. Nah, Is he coming back? I don't, nah, know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, faced with, uh, an indigent husband, she's like, I don't, I'm married, but he's indigent. He's, <laughs> he's like, I'm, she's like, I'm kind of widowed. Parentheses. I, I'm widowed parentheses. Question mark at least, right? Yeah, right. Question mark. Widow? Widowed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, mother took in the borders in order to provide for her sons. Um, uh, despite the better climate, Billy's mother continued to worsen, and on the mm. 16th of September in 1874, mm. she succumbed to her condition, mm. and after her death, Antrim played, placed uh, Billy and his younger brother, Joseph, in a separate foster home. So they're like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, my mama died. You must leave you each must other. You must leave. You must well, feel my that, pain. Not only that, you must leave me. I didn't <laughs> want you to anyway. You must feel my pain. I'm just going to say for everybody, you're never going to see, <laughs> we're never going to see each other again. <laughs> going to Arizona. Up. That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, so they all got in separate foster homes and 
Antrim left Silver City for Arizona while the fucking kids were they were just split. You, you like fucking ditched him miles. Like, bye. Bye. At the oh. age of 14, the smooth-cheeked, blue-eyed McCarty was forced to work in a hotel washing dishes and waiting tables at the restaurant. He's like, I don't want to do this the, shit. The boy was reported to be very friendly. Of course. The manager was impressed by the young boy, boasting that he was the only kid who ever worked for him that didn't steal anything. The school teachers thought that the young orphan was no more of a problem than any other boy, always quite willing to help with chores around the schoolhouse. Awesome. However, oh, shit. on September 23rd, 1875, McCarty was... how it goes, right? However. There's always a however, right? You know, they're always nice in, like, in little horror movies with little bastard fucking possessed... That wouldn't be... That wouldn't no. be him. He's not like that. Not Charlie. No, he's just a sweet boy. Until they corner the fucking right. person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, however, they cornered. he cornered the person <laughs> on September 23rd, 1875. McCarty was arrested for hiding a bundle of stolen clothes for a man playing a prank on a Chinese laundryman. Two days oh, after no. Billy was thrown in jail, the scrawny teen escaped by warming his way up the jailhouse chimney. <laughs> <laughs> From that point onward, McCarty would be a fugitive. McCarty located his stepfather and stayed Damn. with him until Antrim threw him out. McCarty stole clothing and guns from him. It was the last time the two ever saw each other. So he became a fugitive over a petty little thing he would not got nothing out of, basically. Right. Like and, he was going to be hanged for right. stealing clothes or something. Right. They would have fucking like slapped him on his and wrist. he was 14. Yeah. They were like, dude. Fucking get better, bud. Well. And he was like, fuck you. I'm going to go fucking, I'm going to create a fucking massive laundry list. (laughs) Massive. Massive. Massive, I tell you. I'll always be known as the kid. Billy. King of laundry. (laughs) King of laundry. They they, they wanted to leave that out because that was not right. The king of laundry. laundry. Billy the kid. The laundry king. King of the fucking coin laundry. Fucking got... <laughs> he got he's like, he just hanging around fucking laundromats. Fucking pops a coin. Need a coin? Need a coin. He's got the... The little coin. The coin dispenser. Need a coin. You wish you can go to a place that has more than these washers here? I have one. He's dancing. He's dancing in front of every other laundromat. Hey, hey! Look at the way that floor is in there. Hey, come check this out. Check this out. This one, man. Oh, none of that check actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, where are we at here? After leaving Antrim, uh, McCarty traveled to southeastern. Arizona, the territory over there in Arizona. They weren't even, <laughs> they weren't even a state yet. No, nope. Arizona's like I'm a territory. Well, we're a territory, right? And and uh, McCartney's like, okay. He goes, can I work here as a ranch hand? And they're like, fuck yeah, as long as you gamble all your wages. <laughs> <laughs> and all our nearby gambling houses. He's like, Neil. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah. Well, he did just that. <laughs> he, he, oh, did, he did just that. <laughs> he did just that. He, he was a ranch hand and he gambled all of his fucking wages <laughs> at a nearby gaming house. Uh, in 1876, oh. he was hired as a ranch hand by a well-known rancher, Henry Hooker. Everybody knows Henry Hooker. Oh, Randy, Randy Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Henry Hooker looks like quite the... Uh... Yes, looks like... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The noble, <laughs> the noble, yeah, the noble fucking uh, dictator. <laughs> noble dictator? Is that, can, that even, can that even happen? To people that are noble to dictators. Oh can you be noble to something? During this time, McCarty became acquainted with John R. Mackey, a Scottish-born criminal and former U.S. Calvary uh, private who, following his discharge from the Army, remained near the U.S. Army post at Camp Grant. He was like, you can fucking discharge me, but I ain't leaving. I ain't leaving. Guess what? This is called Camp Grant. (laughs) Well, they're they're like, yes. They're like, we know. We kicked you out of Camp Grant. (laughs) He's like, I'll still stay near. I'll be near. If you, ever, if you ever need somebody, I'll be near. I'll be near. Yeah. Uh, the two men soon... I'll be near. I'll be near. I'm a Scottish-born criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still a U.S. Cavalry private. And he went from a born criminal in Scotland. You think he was a criminal in America? Was when a, did he move to America? He, he clearly wasn't a criminal until after he got out of the fucking U.S. Army. So after? He was just a Scottish-born criminal. No different. So he should have been no a different form- than being. Uh, then it should have been a no form- different than. Then being- it should have read a former. Yeah, but no uh, US different. Calvary private, and then but, a, but and no a, different and- than sports history when it says uh, Swedish-born hockey Hall of Famer. Right, I get it. He wasn't born a hockey hall of so, famer. <laughs> the best of his credibilities will be labeled last, but always where he was from and all that. Yeah. Is, is Scottish born criminal. Yeah. I'm a, a Scottish criminal. Oh, fuck it. Because I'm a criminal. <laughs> I'm a criminal. All right. Even though you discharge me, I'll be hanging around the army for it. You know why? Because I'm a criminal. Because <laughs> I'm a criminal. <laughs> My name is Kid. Kid Antrim. Mm. <laughs> No. Kid, 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 uh, kid Bonnie. Uh, the two men soon began stealing horses. <laughs> They're like, you see them local soldiers over there? <laughs> I also see they got horses. Why don't we steal them? Let's go steal them local soldiers' horses. <laughs> Those damn local soldiers. They don't, they don't, That's they're, like a, they're dumb a, as a box of rocks. <laughs> damn box of rocks. <laughs> local soldiers' horses. <laughs> See them local soldiers and his horses? <laughs> let's get those horses from the local let's, soldiers. Let's get, let's get those local soldiers' local horses. Put those local horses from the local soldiers. <laughs> local horses and the soldiers and the horses. <laughs> We get those horses from the local soldiers and the horses. <laughs> Camp Grant, Grant, <laughs> Pant, I'm Scottish born. I'm a, I'm a criminal, I'm a criminal, criminal, maybe a criminal, criminal, criminal. I'm for I'm a criminal because I killed all the Seminoles. <laughs> I'm subliminal. I'm U.S. Gallery because I'm private. I'm a private in salary, gallery. I like salary. I'm Scottish born, criminal. <laughs> camp Grant, 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 I can't, can't, man, pants. <laughs> camp Grant, they can't, man, because I'm Kid Antrim. Can't, can't, Grant. Kid Antrim, if I wasn't, I could throw a tantrum. I 
I throw a tantrum because I'm not Kid Antrim. If I was a Kid Antrim, I'd throw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> but Kid Antrim always threw a tantrum. If he was a Kid Antrim, he'd throw a tantrum. He was a slight build, clean shaven. <laughs> he was blaming baby with appearance, mirrors. Appearance, mirrors, personality, wality. Because he was a slight build with a clean shaven appearance, personality with his youth. Kid Antrim, bathroom. <laughs> Kim Grant. <laughs> All right, we gotta continue. <laughs> <That's retarded. laughs> oh shit, that's you. That's you. I just did this You're last right one. Here. Oh, we gotta do. A, no, oh. you wrapped it. We can't even can Andrum, Andrum, Andrum. McCarty became known as Kid Antrum. <laughs> McCarty McCarty became known as Kid Antrum because of his youth, his slight build. His clean-shaven appearance, like a little baby boy. Baby well, he was a baby boy. boy. And his personality. That 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 McCarty, he's just that a McCarty. live soul. He's just a live soul. Well, that kid Andrew, mm. he eventually found work. He eventually <laughs> found work as an internet. <laughs> 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 he eventually found work as an internet. Internet. Ranch hand and sheep herder in southeastern Arizona in 1877. He became a civilian teamster at Camp Grant Army Post (laughs) with the duty of hauling logs from a timber camp to a sawmill. The civilian blacksmith at the camp, Frank Windy Cahill, took pleasure in bullying young Billy. Well, on August 17, 1877, McCarty was at a saloon in the village of Benita when he got into an argument with Cahill. Cahill, who reportedly called him a pimp. Oh. Well, McCarty in turn called Cahill a son of a bitch. Son of a bitch! Whereupon, Cahill threw McCarty to the floor, and the two struggled for McCarty's revolver. You listen there, you son of a bitch! McCarty shot and mortally wounded Cahill. Oh! A witness said, he had no choice. He had to to use his equalizer. Damn. Cahill died the following day. Oh, shit. McCarty fled, but returned a few days later and was apprehended by Miles Wood, the local justice of the peace. All right. McCarty was detained and held at Camp Grant Guardhouse, but escaped before law enforcement could arrive. Mm, You think he would have died? Think they would have killed him? Probably. No, I think he would have got off. The, the, the fucking the, well, you had townspeople. One, are you had one witness him. that already corroborated that he had to use it. I mean, so. Yeah, so yeah, he's good. I mean, I think he'd have been fine. I think he just so two crimes he escapes from that he could have got right. off. Of. <clears throat> so he could have easily been, you know, he was just a trouble boy. He got in, got into fucking mishaps. Yeah. Uh, McCarty stole a horse and fled to Arizona territory for Pecos Valley, uh, New Mexico. Territory. Also a territory. Uh, but Apaches <laughs> Well, the, the same New Mexico territory. Uh, but Apache Indians were like, hey, that's a nice horse. It's Apaches. Apaches. <laughs> but the Apaches uh, took the horse and they're like, hey, you, horse, now. They're lucky they could have killed him. Usually, I mean, that's what they're fucking... Get the savages, savages, <laughs> barely even human. Savages, savages. Oh, Oh, don't get offended, guys. No, that's that's your Disney. They cry today, right? Yeah, that's true. They don't cry get today. Don't get offended, though, guys. We are we have Indian blood, so right. Oh, yeah, that makes us fucking. That makes us fucking uh, savages. No, savages. That makes that, that makes us sound like uh, what's your face? What? Fucking dumb bitch. I, I have black friends. Oh, dumb bitch. <laughs> dumb bitch. That's on part. Warren. Yeah. But, but we are, though. Yeah, so she's there, not. There's a difference. There's actually a paper trail for us. Bitch! Boom! Bitch!
bitch. Paper trail. I think there was a paper trail for her too. No, but she was, was way. Le- she was like one thousandth or something. She'd be like, I think, I think everybody. I think most people that were much, born in the United States from eighteen fifty on, and that bloodline would have at least States. a little well, bit of Indian in well, them, right? No, a lot of people were born from like migrants from the other side. We we're actually born from. Canadian Indian. Canadian Indians coming down, yeah. And, We're not uh, going to tell our own life story. Let's go. Oh, okay. Where are we at? Patsy took the horse from uh, old McCarty, leaving him to walk many, many, many miles. Many miles. To the nearest settlement at Fort Stanton in the Pecos Valley. McCarty starving, starving and near death. He's like, damn, I'm fucking glad I'm starving. I came here. I think I'm near death. <laughs> he, he, went to, <laughs> he went to the home of friend... Seven Rivers Warriors gang member, John Jones. He was like, I gotta go to John Jones. How does he know? If he's a gang member, usually they're gone on the road and shit, right? At least he can get the wife and kids or something, you know? Give him a meal. Well, all you gotta do is just keep reading. Uh, he got a hold of That's his... gonna be a shirt from now on. I'm making a shirt that says, all you have to do is keep reading. <laughs> you all you have to do is continue on. Continue on. Uh, went to John Jones's house, whose mother, Barbara Nurse... Uh, McCartney back to house. He's like, I'm sorry, baby, but Johnny ain't here right now, but I can fix you. And he was like, please. Well, why do you figure she's a black woman? I don't know. The Jones family. Because <laughs> their last name is Jones. <laughs> the Jones family developed a strong attachment to Billy. I'm sorry, oh. baby. Hey, baby. Oh, that's Billy. That's our kid. That's why you got Billy kid. Billy. <laughs> Billy. It's actually Billy their kid. <laughs> Billy my kid. Billy that's, their kid. It's actually Billy my kid. <laughs> no, that's Billy. That's the song. That's why they made a song. That's Billy their kid. Talking about the fucking yeah, I family. Get it. I get it, man. Uh, okay, here. Ah, the Jones family developed a strong attachment to Billy and gave him one of their horses. Here's like, here's the horse that we stole from you. <laughs> Is that the one? Is that no. the people? They bought it though, right? <laughs> we bought your stolen horse. Here you go. He's like, oh, thank you. And they're like, but it's not really. He's like, I know. I'm just being nice. <laughs> Now an outlaw and a- unable to find honest work, Billy uh, met up with another bandit named Jesse Evans. Jesse? He's like, what's your name? I'm Jesse. I'm a loner. He's like, no, you're not. He's like, you're right. He's like, what's your name? Jesse. Jesse? Jesse Evans. Jesse Evans. Uh, Jesse was a leader of a gang of the rustlers called the Boys. Where boys. I'm, I'm the leader of Jesse and the Boys. Jesse and the Boys. Jesse. Jesse. How did you know that's what I was thinking of? Nice. That's great. Who was the leader of, uh, we did that. And they raided her. They raided herds owned by cattle magnate John Chisholm in Lincoln County. He was like, uh, we know this guy named John Chisholm in Lincoln County. He got herds and we raided him. He's a magnet. He's a magnate. <laughs> magnate. What do you mean? He's he's he's, he's he magnetic. Tracks things. <laughs> tracks metal. Right, but they spell it different. <laughs> he attracts herds. He's magnate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the kid didn't this have... This is way too long of a paragraph <laughs> to have you read. He was like, the kid was like, all right, dude. He was like, I don't, I don't have anywhere else to go. And since it was suicide to go back home or anywhere... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? Anywhere. You can be like, dude, I can't go anywhere. I'm just a little boy, little, little boy wanted by everybody. I, I got I to travel with people. This is, he's like, this is lawless territory. <laughs> Hostile. <laughs> it's sad. I can't do it. I'm reluctant to join the game. <laughs> he's like, but after all that, I still don't want to. I reluctantly join. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> but, but I guess I'm I'm gonna succumb to your offers. Do <laughs> the peer pressure, sir. It's so hostile, lawless out there. <laughs> well, anyway, after Billy Kid was spotted in Super City, his involvement with the gang was mentioned in a local newspaper. At some point in 1877, uh, Billy began to refer to himself by the name William H. Bonnet. Ooh. Well, after returning to New Mexico, Bonnie worked as a cowboy for English businessman and rancher John Henry Tunstall near the Rio Felix, a tributary of the Rio Grande yep. in Lincoln County. Look at that guy. Tunstall? Yeah, he was a fucking oh, masterpiece. Guy. Look at the cherry sitting in He's Dude, a rich he was, fucker. And he was right. He was a good man. Well, Tunstall and his business partner and lawyer Alexander McSween were yep, opponents McSween of an alliance formed by Irish-American businessman Lawrence Murphy, James Dolan, and John Riley. Mm. The three men had wielded an economic and political hold over Lincoln County since the early 70s, 18s, that is, due in part to their ownerships of a beef contract with Mm -hmm. nearby Fort Stanton and a well-patronized dry goods store in the town of Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, By February 1878, McSween owed $8,000 to Dolan, who obtained a court order and asked Lincoln County Sheriff William J. Brady to attach nearly forty thousand dollars worth of Tunsil's property and livestock. Damn, he's like. I so need he's this. like, this guy owes me eight thousand, but I want forty thousand dollars worth of Tunsil's property and livestock as well. Right. That's what the fuck up. is up with that? Early, early liberalism. Mm, yeah. Well, Tunstall uh, put Bonnie in charge of nine prime horses and told him to relocate them to his ranch for safekeeping. Meanwhile, Shave Brady assembled a large posse to seize Tunstall's cattle. Oh damn! So they're like. We're going to take it from you, right. buddy. On the 18th of February in 1878, Tunstall learned of the posse's presence on his land and wrote out to intervene. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to stand against my I'm, rights. I'm fucking uh, protecting my property, bitch. Give me liberty or give me death. Uh, <laughs> Don't tread on me. <laughs> right. Uh, during the encounter, one member of the posse shot Tunstall in the chest. They're like, bam, shut up. They're like, why don't you shoot him? I'm sick of him talking. Knocking him off the horse, another posse member took Tunstall's gun and killed him. Shot him in the back of his fucking head. Damn, that's just because he went out there. Right. Tunstall's murder ignited the conflict between the two factions that became known as the Lincoln County War. Everybody knows Lincoln County War with uh, the renegade, the the uh, not the renegades. What they call the 
Regulators. Regulators. Regulators, let's ride! After Tunstall was killed, Bonnie and Dick Brewer swore that's after That's fucked they, up. They, Motherfucker go out there and fucking, hey, be like, hey, why are you guys on my land? Boom, that's why! You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Well, he wasn't dead until that back of the head that's with his fucked. own gun. That's fucked up. Well, after Tunstall was killed, Bonnie and Dick Brewer swore affidavits against Brady and those in his posse and obtained murder warrants from Lincoln County Justice of the Peace John B. Wilson. All right. Well, on February 20th, 1878, while attempting to arrest Brady, the sheriff and his deputies found and arrested Bonnie and two other men riding with him. Uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Robert Weidenman, a friend of Bonnie, and a detachment of soldiers captured Sheriff Brady's jail guards, put them behind bars and released Bonnie and Brewer. Bonnie then joined the Lincoln County Regulators. On March 9th, they captured Frank Banker, Frank Baker, and William Morton, both of whom were accused of killing Tunstall. Baker and Morton were killed while trying to escape. Mm. On April 1st, 1878, the Regulators ambushed Sheriff Brady and his deputies. Bonnie was wounded in the thigh during the oh, battle. Shit. Brady and Deputy Sheriff George H. Hindman were killed. Oh, no. On the morning of April 4th, 1878, Buckshot Roberts and Dick Brewer were killed during Holy a shootout shit. at Blazer's Mill. Warrants were issued for several participants on both sides, and Bonnie and two others were charged with killing the three men. Holy fuck. That's, yeah. That's fucking nuts. On the night of Sunday, the July 14th, uh, McSween and the Regulators, now a group of 50 or 60 men, oh, shit. went to Lincoln and stationed themselves in the town among several buildings. They're like, fuck this. We're going to fucking just spread out. Everywhere. Everywhere. At the uh, at the McSween residence were uh, Bonnie, Florenzo Chavez, Jose Chavez, E. Chavez, Chavez, E. Chavez, uh, Chavez, Chavez, right? Was that the guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim French, Harvey Morris, Tom O'Frilliard, Falliard, and Yingo Salazar. I think it was like Eugenio. Amongst others, uh, another group led by uh, Maureen Chavez and Doc uh, Skurlock. <laughs> What's up with these names? No, no, right? Persisted themselves on the roof of a saloon. I said, we're going to go on that saloon and go on the roof. Like, you do that, Doc and Chavez, Chavez. <laughs> it's not Chavez, Wait, Chavez. It's not Chavez, it's Chavez. Marin it's Marin Chavez. Marin C. Marin C. Henry Newton Brown, Dick Smith, and George Coe defended a nearby adobe uh, bunkhouse. Adobe, right? Adobe. Adobe. A bank at bunkhouse. They were like, hey, there's nobody in there. Let's go. We'll call it the bunkhouse. And they did. On a Tuesday, July 16th, Adobe doesn't mean vacant, but... Uh, newly appointed mm-hmm. Sheriff George Pepin... Pepin! ...sent sharpshooters to kill the McSween defenders He's like, get Sloan. a Pepin in your stepping. He's like, you go <laughs> fucking get Pepin in your stepping, you get to killing and winning. <laughs> Pepin's men... <Floorboard. laughs> Pepin's men retreated. They retreated. <laughs> they retreated because they retreated and they were defeated. <laughs> they were defeated when they retreated. <laughs> Pepin's men with the snipers, they retreated. Snipers, they paid the pipers. Snipers, paid the pipers. The pipers, the men's retreated. They were defeated. Pepin's men retreated. Men and snipers. Charles Crawford was killed by... Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Crawford was killed by Fernando Herrera. Fernando Herrera. Pepin then sent a request for assistance to uh, Colonel Nathany Dudley. Nathan Dudley. <laughs> Nathany. <laughs> That's never been a name ever in the world. <laughs> nobody, nobody in the history of the world was named Nathany. Nathany. <laughs> ever. 
<laughs> Nathany. My name's Nathany. All right, with Nathany. I'm Nathany. Nathany. <laughs> Why you... All right. My name's Nathany Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a colonel. Oh, I'm, a com- I'm a commander I'm a from colonel. nearby Fort Stanton. You know, Fort Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> I got reply for Pippin. <laughs> Start, start there. <laughs> uh, Pepin then sent a request for assistance to Colonel Nathan Dudley, commandment of nearby Fort Stanton. He's like, Commander Dudley, I hereby sent you this statement, this request for assistance. In a reply to Pepin, Dudley refused to intervene, but later arrived in Lincoln with troops. Mm. He's like, mm, I feel bad. <laughs> He's like, let's uh, go. Hey, you, 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 hey, and you. Hey, get to stepping. All right, Pepin. <laughs> we got to get to stepping. Pepin said we got to get to stepping. Turning the battle in the favor of the Murphy Dolan faction. So, they're like, all right, we're going to come fuck these people up for you, right? A shooting war broke out on Friday, July 19th. McSweden's supporters gathered inside his house when Buck Powell and Deputy Sheriff Jack Long set fire to the building. The occupants began shooting. Well, obviously, like, oh, Sheriff. Uh, Bonnie and the other men fled. Uh, they're like, man, we're the fuck out of here when all the rooms was burning. They're like, holy shit. There's only one that wasn't burning, right? And they're like, we got to go to that room and leave. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, during the confusion, <laughs> Alexander McS- McSween was shot and killed. And it was confused. Oh, no. Boo. <laughs> I'm so confused. He's boo. Like, <laughs> he's like literally standing shoulder to shoulder. He's like, oh, there's so uh, much smoke. Boo. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm Robert Beckwith. Boo. I'm scared. Damn. And then uh, uh, William H. Bonnie was like, what the fuck? Boo. Shot that motherfucker. He did. So both them guys just it was unneedful fucking deaths there. That yeah. guy was just panicking. He was like, Oh like, holy fuck And Bonnie was like, You're not supposed to do that, boo <laughs> And did that. Yeah, they both died. Bonnie and three other survivors of the battle of Lincoln were near the Mascarello Mascalero Indian Agency when the agency bookkeeper Morris Bernstein Stein was murdered on August 5th, 1878. All four were indicted for the murder despite conflicting evidence that Bernstein had killed had been killed by Constable Atanasio Martinez. Atanasio Martinez. All of the indictments except Bonnie's were later squashed. In the fall of 1878, retired Union General Lou Wallace became the new territorial governor of New Mexico. Awesome. He looks like a, gov- or a general, huh? It does. In order to restore peace in Lincoln County, Wallace proclaimed an amnesty for any man involved in the Lincoln County War that was not already under indictment. Right. It, sub- it specifically excluded pre- persons who had been convicted of or indicted for a crime and therefore excluded Bonnie. Right. Right. Well, on February 18, 1879, Bonnie and a friend, Tom O'Falliard, uh, were in Lincoln and watched as attorney Huston Chapman mm. uh, was shot. And his corpse set on fire. They Dang. shot that motherfucker in the set on fire. Set on fire. According to eyewitnesses, the pair were innocent bystanders forced at gunpoint by Jesse Evans. That fucking Jesse Evans. Uh, to witness the murder. Like, you've seen this, you must you're gonna, witness. You're going to fucking witness it. Oh, well, uh, uh, Billy the Kid, William H. Bonney, wrote to Governor Wallace on March 13, 1879, with an offer to provide information on the Chapman murder in exchange for amnesty. Wallace was intrigued by the rumors that McCarty was willing to surrender himself and testify against other combatants 
of uh, if amnesty could be extended to him. So they're like, hmm, this is weird. He's been excluded uh, for so long. Uh, he's willing to testify. Hmm. Well, in March of 1879, Wallace and Billy met to discuss the possibility of a deal. Two to form, McCarty greeted the governor with a revolver in one hand and a Winchester rifle in the other. After several days to think the issue over, Billy agreed to testify in return for amnesty. Oh, he, he, he turned into a snitch. Right. On March 20th, Wallace wrote to Bonnie to remove all suspicion of understanding. I think it'd be better to put the arresting party in the charge of Sheriff Kimbrell, who shall be instructed to see that no violence is used. Bonnie responded on the same day, agreeing to testify and confirming Wallace's proposal for him to be arrested and uh, be in detention in a local jail to assure his safety. On March 21st, Bonnie let himself be captured by a posse led by Sheriff George Kimball of Lincoln County. As agreed, Bonnie provided a statement about Chapman's murder and testified in court. Even though his testimony helped to indict one of the powerful House faction leaders, John Dolan, the district attorney defied Wallace's order mm-hmm. to set Billy free after testifying. Oh, of course. However, Billy was a skilled escape artist, which you've already seen in this uh, episode so far, and he yeah. escaped from the Lincoln County Jail on June 17, 1879. That's fucking crazy. Well, for the next year, he hung around Fort Sumner on the Pecos River, and he developed a fateful friendship with a local bartender named Pat Garrett, who was, who was later like a sheriff of Lincoln Ooh, County. Pat Garrett. He's like, well, I'll see you later, Billy. I'm headed to, to this town. I think I'm going to become sheriff. You go do that, Pat. He's You're like, I'll do see great, you later. You're going to do great things. <laughs> someday, someday your name will be remembered forever. Yes. He's like, you too, Billy. He's like, I know it. <laughs> and they parted ways. Well, as sheriff, uh, um, fucking uh, Pat Garrett was, was charged with arresting his friend, Henry McCarty. He's like, now look. He's like, now, hey, hey, welcome to town. Now, here's your first fucking job, buddy. Arrest Billy the Kid. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I could have brought him here with me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He <laughs> was just here. <laughs> <laughs> Who by now was almost exclusively known as, I'll miss Billy the Kid. A lot that we hear. Well, anyway, at about the same time, Billy had formed a gang referred to as the Rustlers, or simply Billy the Kid's hey, Gang. Billy the Kid's Gang. His Billy Kid gang, you know, the wrestlers, uh, who survived by stealing and wrestling as he did before. The core members of the gang were Tom O'Filiad, Charlie Baudry, Tom Pickett, uh, Dirty Dave Rudball, and Billy Wilson, with also Billy. You don't remember Dirty Dave? Yeah. Bonnie afford- avoided further violence until January 10th, 1880, when he shot and killed Joe Grant. Oh, he shouldn't have done that. That was a- Joe Grant. A newcomer to the area. Damn! In Fort Sumner, New Mexico. They charged him with uh, 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 preventing... Killing a newcomer. Preventing uh, engrowment or something. Preventing... Uh, preventing uh, future business. Preventing growth. Preventing fucking... <laughs> preventing... Uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you I call it? it? When you grow thing? E- economic growth. Preventing... Uh, uh, transformation. Not transformation. Preventing... Uh, preventing... Uh, Progress. Preventing growth. Progress. <laughs> progress. There we go. Breaking progress. Whatever. The Santa Fe New Week. The Santa Fe Weekly New Mexican reported Billy Bonnie, more extensively known as the Kid, shot and killed Joe Grant. The origin of the difficulty was not learned. According to other contemporary sources, Bonnie had been warned Grant intended to kill him. He walked up to Grant, told him he admired his revolver, and asked him to examine it. Grant handed it over. What an idiot. Mm. Before returning the pistol, which Bonnie noticed contained only three cartridges, he positioned the cylinder so that the next hammer would fall and land on an empty chamber. 
Grant suddenly pointed his pistol at Bonnie's face and pulled the trigger. When it failed to fire, Bonnie drew his own weapon and shot Grant in the head. Oh, no. A reporter for the Las Vegas Optic quoted Bonnie as saying in the encounter, it was a game of two and I got there first. All right. I mean, what else can you do on November 29th, 1880? Uh, Bonnie, uh, Rudabaugh, and Billy Wilson ran from a posse led by Sheriff's Deputy James Carlisle, cornered at a great house's ranch. Uh, William Bonnie told the posse, they were holding the great house as a hostage. Like we got, we got to hold these motherfuckers as a hostage. Carlisle offered to exchange places with great house, with great house, and uh, Bonnie accepted the offer. He's like, "All right, Carlisle, get your punk ass over here. Uh, we'll fucking uh, we'll do we'll do the exchange." Carlisle later attempted to escape by jumping through. And he was like, "Oh fuck, no! I'm gonna get out of here!" <laughs> They're doing things, guys. They're doing They're kill me. Doing weird things over here. <laughs> doing weird things. <laughs> doing weird things. I haven't had my pants since I came here. Where are my pants? I don't know where my pants are. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was shot three times and then killed. They're like, dude, that's fucking crazy. All right. So they basically made him an example. That's what they did. Uh, the shootout. Well, I mean, and, he attempted to escape. I mean, what are you right. gonna do? You gotta, you gotta kill him at that point, I mean, right? You gotta right, show that you ain't fucking around, right? Try yeah. to this is what happened. Well, the shootout ended in a standoff. They're like, well, we ran out of bullets. And do we really want to punch each other? Like, no, nah, not really. The posse withdrew, and then Bonnie, Rudabaugh, and Wilson rode away. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> you ain't heard the last run. We'll be back on November 30th, buddy. <laughs> well, no, I'm they back. they rode away on November 30th. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we'll be back. Well, then on November 30th, 1880, Billy the Kid's gang rode into White Oaks, New Mexico, and ran into Deputy Sheriff James Redmond. Taking shots at the deputy, Redmond hid behind a saloon as several local citizens ran into the street, chasing the fugitives out of town. Like, you get the fuck out of here, you son of bitches. <laughs> you ain't doing that in my town. All right. And Billy's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. You're <laughs> fucking nuts. We're, we're leaving. There's their town. We're leaving. Leaving. We're leaving. The sheriff hid behind a thing. Wow, what a bitch. Head behind a saloon. All right. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah, look at all what those towns. Look at all those brave townspeople. He has all their guns in his pockets. <laughs> Look at all those armless townspeople. I'm, I'm one person here with, with 40 guns. I got 40 guns. I got 40 guns. I got 40 guns for the town. 40, 40 guns. I got all the town's guns, but I won't use them, lose them. Like, look at them. Sitting there. They're all scared, weird, running armed. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for part one of Billy the Kid. We're running a little long. Yes. Lockdown causing things that shouldn't be fucking caused. Yeah. Part one, part two will be that's a, soon, in a couple days. We still got a, a lot. Still got a lot to go of this episode, to be honest with you. So, I don't know what else to say. Go check out fucking our new Debate 8 show. Debate 8. Where we take <laughs> eight topics and we debate eight. We eight debate. Oh. Take eight topics, debate eight topics. Oh. Some of the topics of our last show were um, should anybody be allowed to own a gun? Should uh, homework be counted as a score? Should homework fucking be abolished or whatever, or banned or whatever the fuck it was? It was abolished, not counted as a score. It was abolished. It was banned. It was banned. Same yeah. thing. Um, is AI helping the community? Is social media uh, mm. better communication with the world? Mm. Has it caused better communica- communication with the world? Mm. Plus, other topics of that. Then we had sports history, the last episode of that, and 
the newest going forward music history of rock, April 20th through the 26th. I want to rock! And as usual, Monday Night Warchalonks keep fucking trolling along, rolling along. Other than that, look forward to part two of Billy the Kid, Outlaws and Gunslingers. For now, we are the Mouthy Gamers with Bang Day! Wrapped on my holster low across my hips With two coat 45s with white plastic grips And I'd head west through our neighborhood And they'd say, here comes young Billy and he's up to no good Yeah I rode a trail through the neighbor's backyard Shooting the bad guys through my handlebars Known for my bravery both far and near Being late for supper was my only fear I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had The life that he lived I must have got caught His innocence lost I wonder where he is I miss Billy the Kid These days I don't know Whose side to be on There's such a thin line Between right and wrong I live and learn, do the best I can There's only so much you can do as a man I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had The life that he lived I guess he must have got caught His innocence lost Lord, I wonder where he is I miss Billy the Kid I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had The life that he lived I guess he must have got caught His innocence lost Lord, I wonder where he is I miss Billy the Kid Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.